0: With the help of God and a community of dads helping each other on their journey, you can be the leader your family deserves. We welcome you to the Journey of the Christian Dad Podcast. All right. Welcome, guys. Welcome, guys. We are here. I am so, so, so excited this week. You guys hear that every week. I'm always excited every week. However, this week, I'm super excited. We are here today with Mark Victor Hansen. Everybody knows him for the Chicken Soup for the Soul books, but he's got so many other good ones as well. Welcome, Mark.
1: Thank you. I'm honored to be with you and and, uh, everyone listening and viewing. How's that?
0: Well, we're thrilled to have you. Written and co-authored 307 books, sold over 500 million copies. We could go on and on and on about your accolades. It's amazing.
1: Actually, it's gone up to 318. What's happened is is that, uh, as you know, I made all those audio tapes for like Nightingale Kona, which is stuff that every salesperson listens to and and, uh, they came, another publisher came back and said look book sales are up 30 percent even though the bookstores are crumbling they're going through amazon and you're one of the more famous names can we transcribe everything you've ever done and put it into other books so my books like um i think bigger Than never thought you could think has become out of the book and unlimited riches self replenishing wealth just has, has come out and for a lot of people they're crushed and down and what, what we're doing with this new book ask is we're asking everyone to wake up asking themselves asking others asking god and if you ask God, there's always what you said in our prayer together before we started for everybody. There's always fundamental abundance because John 10, 10 said, I've come that you might have life, not I'm, I've come that you're going to have scarcity or shortage or lack. And then the in the old Testament is I shall not want everybody. I know there are a lot of people listening or hang on by their fingernails right now. And I've been bankrupt upside down and not had enough to eat. So I'm crystal clear. I'm not making fun of anyone. What I'm doing is I'm saying, Hey, look, if you bring God inside, because the kingdom of heaven is." within, we've all read the story, and it shows up without all you got to do is get in the right headspace with God and, and you're going to find out your what this book's teaching is that every one of us has a unique talent and ask the bridge from your dreams your destiny. And crystal, I believe and I think you believe my wife wrote this with me is that you're coded at DNA and RNA at birth. Right? It says I knew you before you were in your mother's womb, right? Makes sense. Spirit is alive forever. Therefore, you got a destiny. And if you're alive, you got a destiny. And and that's a big one and a great one and an important one. And you got to set some gigantic goals, even though you're struggling right now. So and I'm not putting down anyone, I'm just saying we are in a time that you've got to the apostle Paul said, be transformed by the self movement of your mind. You got to go in a new direction. And I've had to do that, you've had to do that. And there's infinite possibilities when you're awake to the infinite possibilities of God. God only knows surplus and in abundance <laughs> too far?
0: no I, i'm like keep going
1: bring y'all come on baby as you know i did uh, church talks pretty much when churches were open for the last 44 plus years so i i, I feel very comfortable in church and i i also did chicken soup at the soul bible which my publisher said that'll never sell and i said okay give me a note that says i can take it to another publisher and we sell seventy thousand a week of walmart you know, because I'm really pretty good. We did little stories to get into the big story. You know, and, and what happened is that people were afraid of the Bible because it was black cover and silver, gold leaf. And so I did my cover, my corporate colors, as you might know, are like One Minute Millionaire, all that, are purple and gold. So I did purple and gold. And then we did the inside so it wasn't scary. It was tan, it was beige, and it had stories. And the people saw it and they said, wow, maybe I could get through reading the Bible. Because a lot of people are afraid to read the Bible because they think they're going to, He's going to send them to hell and they're already in hell if they think that so you know let's get them out to go to heaven
0: <laughs> so as long as you're talking about reading the bible um one it's a big book it's out actually a whole bunch of smaller books however people do get intimidated by it so what are your just various thoughts about that
1: i want to do that second i want to go to the first thing you said first with your permission is it yes when jack and i got and turned down for chicken soup by 144 publishers and yeah we did chicken soup at the christmas home with a great book of stories um sort of the godfather, if you don't mind my self-credentialing and championing that. But, because I really have been in church forever. Two churches, I was saying. The, the point is, when we did chicken soup, had 144 publishers turned down, our agent fired us down. We were selling 20,000 a week. We got a little publisher to take us. And uh, we couldn't get in New York Times. So the New York Times lady, like Dr. Canfield, Jack Redwood, third in this class at Harvard, he's a genius. I'm not taking anything away from Jack. But I said, Jack, you call her. She's your alum, not mine. I went to SIU like Southern online University. At <laughs> uh, which I one of three schools I went to and I loved it. Anyhow, I still love it. Uh, you know, they gonna me an honorary doctor, all kinds of cool stuff. But this, he, I said, you call her. He said, no, no, I can't do that. I said, you can. He said, no, I won't. Okay, I said, look, I don't care. We're already rejected because you're not doing it and we're selling more books. So I call her up and she's probably dead now because she's old then, but she's pompous, arrogant, sophomoric, and uptight and says, don't you know you're a most authored book. I said, wait a second. You're telling me New York Times doesn't take any monthly off went, Absolutely not. I said, okay, you're sure? She said, I'm sure. I said, you do the Bible and it's got 66 books unless we add maps And it's 720. She said, you're in next week, boy.
0: <laughs> oh, my goodness.
1: So the point of teaching about this whole thing about ask is you got to ask yourself, what are you going to do when you get objection? Because you're in the insurance business. Somebody's going to say, No, I don't want it, but they got to have home insurance. They got to have car insurance. They got to have life insurance. They got to have disability. Am I right?
0: That's absolutely right. That's absolutely right.
1: Way, you know, because I trained in life insurance, still love it and use it and have it and all that it's my whole life and, and have lots of insurance on lots of things of myself, my family, my kids, my six grandkids. I believe the way it's best sold is with a story and then a good close.
0: So in the podcast community, the journey of a Christian dad i talk about all the time and just out in life in general it's stories and questions that's it and, the, and your that's book it. is full of stories and questions so the book ask the bridge from dreams to your destiny stories and questions the whole thing is full of them and i love it
1: well it's interesting that i used to travel around you know the friendly skies when that was really abundantly available Tons of seminars, almost more than anybody, and, and also owned a seminar company at one time. We did 100 million a year and had 287 employees. So I understand business. But I'm sitting in first class, and the guy usually be a guy up there with me, but I say, Well, what do you do? And I just say, I triple your income, double your time off, and shut up. That's a good close. Isn't that cool? The guy said, Whoa, 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 do that again? I said, I triple your income, double your time off. He said, How do you do that? I said, Well, I do these seminars for every company. I do this company, that company. I named all the companies. Some would be competitive. Yes, yes. I'll do real estate instead. I I did everybody from Century 21 to Remax to ERA to everybody. And the guy says, well, well, but we sell sewers or we sell pipes or we sell water. I said, same thing. Sales is stories and a good clothes. And and you got to know how to do stories and and either you borrow them from my chicken soup book or right now the book that will outsell chicken soup I think is my new ass book because it's more people are transforming than ever because we start with the story which you and i talked about the story of michaela the fable of michaela which is looks like it's going to become a major movie hopefully within oh
0: my time. gosh that'd be fantastic
1: when you read it didn't it sort of get your heart and soul and you just couldn't stop reading it right
0: i, I could i'm like i don't know how to talk about this during the podcast because i don't want to give the whole thing away at the begin that. The beginning Wait. to this book is one of the greatest beginnings of any book of any movie i've ever seen i i absolutely loved it
1: yeah well i have three guinness book of records the sold the most books because i got 318 out like i've said now best title in the cut something else but i told my wife because she really wrote that and we were going to write it together and then all of a sudden she just had it god god flowed that to her because we've had more people tell us that it, it hit their electric spark plug because I, I, I will never talk for you or the people listening, but But it seems to me that a lot of people are having, having God's crush of them The churches aren't open and, and they don't know exactly what to do. And, and as a result, we're having 130 suicides today, which is atrocious, highest ever. We've got to open it up. We've got to take off the masks. We've got to get herd immunity. We've got to, we've got to make people feel okay. And you've got to do, start asking ourselves, what do I really want? And God, what do I really want? And what do you really want me to do? So I'm in my right livelihood and I'm doing my appointed talent because you've got an appointed talent, but you told me before the show started, you may have told your tribe and maybe not, is it God told you, yes, sir, you're, sir, you are also going to do your own podcast.
0: That's right. Yeah. And I had just told my buddies, absolutely not. You know, a couple mentors were at lunch and they said, what are you going to do? And I, I did, I said, I'm going to answer your question, but I'm gonna tell you what I'm not going to do. I'm not going to do a podcast. I'm certain of that. Hours later, God laughed and said, here you go, buddy.
1: Did I answer your question? I hope so.
0: Yes, yes, yeah, absolutely. You sure did. So you brought up another book that just came in that ties into something I wanted to ask you about that is in this book, Ask, but I wanted to take it a step further than what I saw in the book. So when we're talking about our destiny, can you suggest some ways, and some of the ways were in the book, but I wanted to hear it from you. What are some ways to really question and get into your destiny like your true destiny and something bigger than you can think of
1: okay so i'm going to answer it two ways and it is in the book and and what what our book asks says dan which i like is that you've got to get past all the distractions so the only way to do that is right before you go to sleep tell your wife you're going to probably be mumbling out loud but you're going to push back sleep and 400 times before you go to sleep say "God, god what's your destiny for me god what's your destiny for me god what's your destiny for me you were born equipped to know your destiny it's deep in your rna and dna and and you're coded every one of us is coded so let me do it in an easy form for everyone to believe and then you got to tell your your sweetiekins if you're married or or you got kids or whoever you're going to wake up and say hey look i'm probably going to wake up in the middle of the night because god talks it's still a small voice yes still a voice right and he comes it when he wants to come he doesn't show up on blazing, flaming uh, neon lights like Las Vegas. So he just shows up when he shows up the way he wants to show up. So when Jack and I needed a title for Chicken Soup, we had the stellar book of all time. We were, audiences that I gotta have, it. we were pre-selling and we didn't have a publisher or a and a distributor. And so he said, look, Jack, we know what thought commands are. We know how God works. So let's just, let's go in our respective homes. He was in Santa Barbara, I was in Newport Beach at the time. I'm not in Scottsdale, Arizona. And 400 times we'll do this. Well." This is before cell phones, so at 2.58 in the morning, he wakes up my house, and I got a daughter becoming a veterinarian, wakes up, we had uh, 88 animals on one acre, which is way too many.
0: Way too but many. The
1: whole place, because you remember when the phone goes off, you assume the house on fire, and the neighbor's in trouble, or one of my relatives got in trouble. But it was Jack, Jack said, I got it, I got it, I got it. I said, what is the chicken soup? I said, "Pour the soul. And, and we said, we do have it, and we both got goosebumps. Now, we teach oh. seven seven roadblock uh, sorry our book teaches seven roadblocks. we teach seven discernments to a chicken soup story and the first one is gotta god bumps goosebumps chili bumps and that did it to us and, and you tell me as, a, as one christian to another if that's not corroboration of truth experientially and you. when you it, it doesn't matter who sells the truth says the truth when you hear the truth you know the truth and a lot of times you get goosebumps right or chili
0: bumps or yes bumps. yes
1: so Jack and I both had it, and we still got turned down by all those people that didn't see what we saw. Because what they're doing is looking with blinders, and they didn't see. But it was—it all was—it was perfect. We, you know, we sold a half billion books. My goal personally is to keep going and sell a billion books, and, and I'm absolutely on target. And I'll, I'm going to live the be 127 because the Bible starts out Genesis six three. How long you're supposed to live? Do you remember that? It says, "Thou shalt have a hundred and twenty healthy, happy years." Well, now, Moses obviously lived 120, and Methuselah lives 967, and and I just was studying the Methuselah society with Peter Thiel, which he plans on living to a 1,000. I just thought, 127, I want to go seven past normal, right, or seven past what the big guy promises. God well, says. maybe,
0: you know, seven of those may have been rough, so 120 yeah. happy years, so.
1: Yeah. No, that's what I want. Look, if you've got a high quality life, you want a high quantity of life, if you got a- crappy quantity, then why stay? And I don't want to give death any assistance. So I am programming to a long I'm seventy three and I'm as I I think you can see that I'm extraordinarily healthy and exuberant and happy and I got a wife that is just wonderful, wonderful, wonderful woman. And we have kids and grandkids and it's just perfect. People like you that have no better sense to read my stuff. (laughs) (laughs) So I keep buying it, thank you. Thank you guys.
0: Yes, yes, absolutely.
1: And yeah. I do want everyone to have it, not because of me. I want everyone to not get one, but if you're a Christian, get two. Get one for you and one for somebody you're going to go over it with. Now, here's where do you know you know the term mastermind alliance? Yes. Yeah, we were two get together at the power of eleven. See eleven in that. So yes. where did a mastermind come from? Most people don't know, so I want to tell you because it's biblical. Andrew Carnegie, who became America's richest industrialist, and if you're going to New York, I want you to go to his house at 95th and Fifth Avenue. If you go to Scotland, I want you to go to his house Door knock. I've been to both places. then there. Costs you five bucks to get in. It's not run by the Smithsonian Institute, but it's important because Andy Andrew Carnegie was called a wee Scotsman. He was short but brilliant. What he said is he read the Bible and Jesus never did his first miracle, water into wine, until he had twelve disciples. synchromash sort of like a battery, right? When you charge the battery, you put in all the stuff. If you take off one, the battery stops. And obviously, Judas spooked up the process, and, and you saw his people bad in. The point is, Andy is saying, hey, wait a second. Now, remember, he has a third grade education, has nothing going for him and says, I'm going to manufacture market steel and become the richest man in the world and help more employees, and I want to help more people. And then I'm going to spend the first half of my life doing the most good the least harm, and then I'm going to create the library system. He did it by asking. But he asked himself what Jesus did. He said, Jesus got 12, so I'll have 12. And the first person he had is a name you're familiar with, is Charles Schwab, the first. <laughs> the current Charles Schwab, the stock guy, is the soy, right? But Charles Schwab. And then another guy, Henry Frick. And I'll just do a cute story. When Bob and I wrote One Minute Millionaire, uh, we're in New York doing all the big media, and, and our, our uh, random house has given us a million dollars each before we did the book, and they're driving us around a limo. And all of a sudden, our agent calls up and said, "Look, one uh, one of those shows, NBC or somebody, canceled." And and I said, I said, the driver pull over, and I said, "Holy cow! There's the Frick Museum." Now, understand, like you in college, I took Art Appreciation 101, and and we saw all this art and art appreciation called the Frick Museum. So Bob Allen and I go in there, you know, because we got one hour. I said, Bobby, we both love art. Let's just go in there. And and I said, Oh my gosh. I already saw that, and 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 that all the Frick. Holy cow, I'm seeing what I saw back when I was a freshman in, you know, in, in mandatory L.A.S. liberal arts and science, study the Frick. And then later, my wife and I are on a big TV show in Pittsburgh, and I said, honey, let's go to the Frick Mansion. We went to his mansion, and it was just extraordinary because he said, any man or woman can rise to the level of what they want, not if they go the first mile, because Andrew Carnegie said to all of his people, You've got to go the second mile. You've got to go the extra mile. And the extra mile is really thinking mile. Because the Bible, he said, says, as a man or woman thinketh in their heart, their soul, their spirit, so is he or she. So you go as far as your goals are set. And what I teach is you've got to have set too many goals. The goal is a dreamy destination with the deadline for something bigger, better, more wonderful. And the only way you get there is ask. And if you're interested, I'll tell you what I wrote down to get my perfect wife. That's an interesting
0: so I know a little bit about that. You wrote down 200 and was it 67 things about what your ideal wife would be like? Is that right?
1: That's correct. I, I gone through a very painful divorce long ago when dinosaurs roamed the earth. So I said, Well, okay, God, I'm gonna ask for the perfect woman. I know she can't exist, but if she has kids, I have kids, they can get you along. She and I have to have exactly the same spiritual values. Because if you don't have the same values, you're done for spiritual values, regular values. Family values, personal values, exercise values. Right? We read the Bible every morning. And, and by the way, it works so well. We're falling indecratably in love. We're back in California and, and uh, we're at, at a, a, a green a green restaurant, a healthy, wonderful place called Mother's. And we're eating, and there's a man of the cloth next to us. <laughs> and he says, I just can't help seeing you two are in love. And it, this guy really seems totally white haired. I said, Yep. He said, Do you mind if I tell you how to stay happily married? I didn't really want him interrupting my conversation, but he's asking a question. I said, yes. Have at it. I said, Have at it. He said, Well, I'm head of Billy Graham's ministerial marriage ministry. I hope I said that right for 72 years. Oh, my. 92. I said, Wow. I said, okay, so what makes marriage work? He says, You've got to pray out loud with each other every day. Wow, if it's that simple, Crystal looks at me and says, you and I both pray, but we pray silently. We didn't know you are supposed to pray out loud. I mean, we pray out loud in church, you pray out loud in the group, you pray out loud at a funeral, but you know, generally we wouldn't have thought about praying out loud with each other because it's sort of an intimate act, it's the act of God. But you and I prayed out loud before this show started. Yes. And I prayed out a lot of places. I mean, I've done everybody's church talks, right? So, and, and loved it. I, everybody from the old days mormon's appeal but michael beckwith the TV jake so everybody everybody so and i love it so you know because i really want everybody to be spiritually a, a spiritual avocator how's that that's a nice thing, Tom. Huh? you know to evoke the spirit of god in you because that's what that's what god is god is in you when jesus asked where's the king of Heaven?" It's within shows up without and if you're depressed, responded, disconsolate, you better get back into the understanding God only knows happiness, health, joy. There's two things in the Bible that are only 365 times, fear not, and joy. Now it comes in a couple levels of words, but rejoice. This is the day of the Lord, rejoice and be glad in it, but it's 365 times. My opinion, numerically, symbiologically, and otherwise is that that's not an accident? Now we could discuss that if you think I've made a mistake, but I don't
0: think No, 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 I agree. I've already I've already said that on the podcast in the past. Like, you know, three hundred sixty-five days a year is three hundred and sixty-five times he's reminding us.
1: Yeah. So even even Ross Pro, who just passed away a little while ago, senior, said, you know, I wake up every day and that's what I say to myself. I said, wow, way cool, Ross. Good.
0: That's awesome. So with the destiny side of things that's the step that's the move repeat that every night before you go to bed that's
1: what jack and i did you get the title but you can do it to anything okay so let me do the insurance thing from my point of view to sell insurance seminars and i'm back 26 years old i'm bankrupt i'm upside down i'm starting to sell insurance sales seminars i never sold insurance but sales seminars well, i sold a lot of insurance indirectly how's that let me yes up because i've sold billions of dollars based on everybody that hired me Prudential and State Farm and Farmers and everybody else. But what I did is I, I did this process. I read a book called The Magic of Believing, which I asked everyone to become a self-help action book and tape and audio and YouTube junk now. You can look at all my stuff on YouTube and I'd be glad that, you know, you'll see all of it. It's pretty cool, I think. And it's going to keep getting better because I now know how to improve that even. But I read this great book called Miracle Belief by Claude Bristol, who said you got to program yourself to give a thought command. And then I heard read in psychiatry with Eric Young, they all did. Doctor Young. Now remember, back then we're talking 1974. so That's like almost 50 years ago. I said, man, I want to make 100 grand a year. Now later on, an insurance the world's top insurance salesman, Ben Feldman, said, look, Mark, you got kids. I said, yes, sir. You love them? Yes, sir. I said, if your kid, if, to make 100 grand a year, you do 100, 400 dollars a day, 250 work days. That gives you every holiday you need, and that's 100,000 a year. He said, if your kids' life depends on us, could you do one zero? I said, I know what a zero is. Then what do you mean one zero? He said, the difference between a hundred thousand and a million is one zero. Could you earn four thousand tomorrow if one of your daughters or son's lights like was on kids different Absolutely, i do whatever it takes. You know that. I get goosebumps telling you that. I've never <laughs> had
0: that
1: on that. But so I'm still at a... before that, I was going. $400, $400, $400, I'm going to earn $400, $400, $400, $400, I did what I taught you guys, and, and I wake up, and I had a digital clock next to my bed, and it went 2.58 a.m., and I wake up, and God's saying, he gave me a name I didn't know, and he gave me a, an insurance company i never heard of, Standard Life and Bill Widener. But remember, I told you the law is you tell yourself, you're gonna wake up in the middle of the night and you tell your sweet kids, hey, if Mark's telling the truth, which seems weird, but you know, he says it works for him and it works for everybody who works, it can't miss if you work with this. So write it down because God only tells you once. And if you're not paying attention, it's adios, man, what was that idea I had last night? It doesn't stay. It's like a wet slippery cushion. I write down Wagner. Next day I'm out calling on a building that says Metropolitan Life, but underneath it it says, Sorry, I said the wrong name, State Mutual, Bill White, the name I had left I It's lunchtime. I go into the office. Nobody's at the front desk. I look down the hall. His name is on it. I go down the hall, and knock at the door. He can come there to sell insurance. He said in five minutes to give me my check. Back then, we were charging $100 a seminar, four seminars, $100 each, prepaid, $400. He said in five minutes, I gave you $400. and I didn't know if you'd ever come back. You were just so happy to get it. I was so happy to get it because you made my whole thing. And,
0: just,
1: <laughs> and he got me to work for the company and I traveled all over the country and I traveled to their international seminars in Spain and, and uh, England. It was just, it was a great, you know, for their readers. It was just a great, wonderful experience, but this stuff works. Read our book, Ask, and, and once you read these stories and you go, whatever it is you want. And what I wanted back then was $400. And then I listened to Ben Feldman, he said, "Do 4000 And then I started going to make a million a year. And I found out it was easier to make more than less, which if you're listening to this kind of idea for the first time, you haven't read a lot of self-adoption books or my book, you go, oh, I don't know if that guy's telling the truth. He's rich, but it's easier for him to say. No, it's not easy for anyone. Christ said, it's going to be hard, but it's worth it. Life's not easy. It has vicissitudes doesn't matter if my name is Mark or your name's Dan, it has some up. Have you felt some pulsations? The, the big word is the vicissitude, delight, like. oh, I'm giving me. <laughs> <laughs> so there are a lot of people, like I said, that are hanging on by their fingernails. Well, I want you to change your mind and change your life, improve your mind by learning to become what we're calling a master. Aster. So you ask yourself, ask others, and ask God. And then, Crystal, and I have created ask. The book, once you get the book, get to and go over every question in the book with your best friend, your spouse, your business partner, your mastermind partner, your staff member, your church colleague, whatever it is, whoever it is that you trust to ask serious questions, like the question you asked before about how do you think big. It was well, the end. We asked all the biggest questions, the last chapter. And one of the questions is from uh, Dr. Peter Demand at uh, MITHarvard.com engineer at MIT, Harvard MD, and who started the XPRIZE and has done marvelous stuff. But he says, what are you going to do personally? What are you going to do personally to positively affect, positively affect 1 billion, 1 billion so-to-be people during this decade, 10 years? What are you going to do positively to affect 1 billion people during this decade? Now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to finish selling a billion books. And we are on target. This this book, like I said to you before, is not only selling like wildfire, and we're thankful, but our publisher who was on the phone with us just a few minutes ago is telling us great, wonderful things are breaking through. And it's selling international because everybody's reading it, thank gosh, in Australia and Africa and everything. But we're also working on making a major movie that we think will be seen. And then we're working on how to help source all the church people to start asking, because most people are afraid to talk to other people and say, oh, come to church with me once. Now, I got an idea you don't have that fear. But I always drag mm. people to church with me. And I said, look, I know you are Jewish and you don't go to a Christian church, but you're my best friend. You're coming with me to church. And they went and they came back saying we'd have lunch afterwards or whatever. And I said, I really like that. This guy, back then it was Norman Vincent Peale. That's the guy who wrote Power Positive Things. Yeah. I really like him. I love them. Later on in my life, after I became super successful and very charitable, I won the Horatio Aduro Award, which he started which means I came from rags to rich and I've been accessible to most And like 10 of us win it a year, you get it in the Supreme Court, they put a gold medal over your neck, Judge Clarence Thomas does. And, and you know, only really, really good people like us or really, really bad people get to go to the Supreme Court. You know? <laughs> and, <laughs> so, and so every year we do that. And then we help like, 25,000 after kids a year get to because all of us, Oprah's a member, I'm a member, in my class was Tom Selleck, who I just love as an actor. He's just great. And he's bringing respect back to police, which is where it belongs.
0: Yeah, yeah, the police definitely should be respected for sure. What are some questions that, some powerful questions that you've either discovered or had an impact on your life or you believe can impact others' lives? What are, what are some key powerful questions?
1: Well, let me do the question intrinsic to the story. So I'm bankrupt in 1974. I've been at SIU, but I got with the smartest guy ever, Buckminster Fuller, invented a lot of stuff, the geodesic dome, spherical buildings made up trying of like, you've got a big dome in, in uh, St. Louis. I, I'm sure you've seen the triangulated dome. That's one of Bucky's. But yes. Hundreds of thousands. So I'm trying to be Bucky in 1974, and I built the Wall Street Records, Love the Gardens, aviary houses. Goodness, bad news. I'm making too many of your bad, 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 bad news is I'm building out of plastic, PVC, polyvinyl chloride, when the oil embargo hit. And they said, we can write chicks and break your banks about. Well, I get so freaked out. I asked myself, Oh, my God, what if I go bankrupt? Well, the biggest library in the world then was New York library. I'm a member. I got a card. I go in and I check a book. library well, How to go bankrupt by yourself. <laughs> I, the point of, of your question is, if you ask the wrong question, you go the wrong way i was devolving and i think god if you read genesis 128 you are here the image and likeness of god you're here to evolve you're here to create three c's contribute create contribute and be charitable like i've never written a book that we don't tithe on that's why i sell more books to anybody because you know the whole bible the book of time malachi 3:16. you know all the stuff jesus said you know as you shall you reap all that stuff I can go into any of it in depth if you want, but I'm bankrupt. I'm upside down. I'm living with uh, three guys, the four of us in a, in a rental house in Hicksville, Long Island, New York. You can see that's not high styling and profile in. I'm <laughs> in front of another guy. I don't have any money, so I'm sleeping in a sleeping bag in front of another guy's room. I'm the Sleeping style. bag. Sleeping bag. It's not good. Not good. But I kept saying, okay, God, I got it. Tell me you want me to slash my wrist and die because I'm such a schmuck? Because I thought self-worth and net worth were the same. Now, people listening need to hear that because if you lose your money or you lose your job or you lose your stuff and you tell your wife and your kids and your family and your peers that you're a schmo, you know, you don't feel good about yourself and you go, oh, and I felt terrible. You know, I felt trashed. I had all these employees and I got nothing, right? And nobody cares about you when you're down. They only like you on the way up. On the way up, they talk to you. On the way down, people you thought were friends were,
0: Bye-bye. Never heard of you. don't know, you
1: don't remember you. I don't take your calls anymore, right? It, it really happens, and it happens fast. When, you see, you don't ever wanna go self. You wanna stay in awareness of God because God gives you self-awareness, self-expression, self-mastering, and self-realization. We'll talk about that in a minute. I say, okay, God, what am I supposed to do? And God says, what do you want? Do you want? And I thought, wow, that is cool, because that's the whole Bible, right? What do you want? So I said, okay, I wanna be a speaker. I wanna talk to people who care about things that matter that make a life transformative difference. And I wrote it down. I go to my three roommates in the morning. Now that miracle number one is God said, okay, go do that. So I go to my three roommates and remember I'm a 26 year old so I'm nobody and no, I'm not famous or anything. So I say, guys, any of you know a young speaker that's not a Broadway star, not a celebrity, not a lawyer, not a doctor, not a white haired cotton top. I gotta have something I can relate to. Guy says, yeah. Best speaker, I've ever heard. He's talking to talk to all of us in real estate. Here's my past. I can't go today. You go say you're me and you get in. Second miracle. I mean, it happened that fast, right? I talked to God. God told me what to do. I go to my roommates and I get to go. I, I hear this guy, Chip Collins, for three hours mesmerized the audience. I was like a goosebumps son this. I was blown away. I said, that's what I want to do. I go up to him at the end. Now he's had 500 people hugging him, kissing him thanking him, buying his stuff. And I say, I want to take you to lunch. Now, there's no reason he should do it. But he says, yeah, yeah, you can take me to lunch. That'd be great. You're buying. I said, I'm buying. I want to do what you do. He said, look, kid, the chance, you're... <clears throat> the chance you can you make, one in a thousand, you ain't going to make. It. Why don't you go do something else? You don't have to buy me lunch. I said, no, no, I do. Just tell me the four questions I got to ask so I can build a business. He said, he said look, I'll tell you, but you've got to stay out of real estate. I own the five boroughs of New York. <laughs> I own it. I've built it. I don't want you messing with my marketplace. I said, okay, give me a marketplace because I don't know what to do. See, to life insurance It's a bottomless, pit for motivation. I'll never run out of need for you. And just stay out of my market. And I'll help you if you make it. But I'm not ever going to see you again. I'm going on vacation for two weeks. Adios. He told me exactly what to do, what to say. So I call on 10 people the next day like he said. At 7.30 at night, because I'm really willing to work around the clock, and this, I go see this guy at a metropolitan business. Seven, nobody's in the office except the owner, the manager, the general agent. I go in, and a and guy weighs 450 pounds if he weighs an ounce. And that's maybe wow. out of his pocket. I mean, this guy was a big boy. <clears throat> and he and I became friends. We hit it off. He said, nobody works as hard as I do. And now I see you're willing to work around the clock. I said, yes, sir. And they said, well, I just want you to know my name is Tony. And I said, now, the question he gave me was to close. You'll love it. I, I told Tony, you, you do seminars every Tuesday morning at 7.30. I said, good, I'll be here. You want the first one on prospecting, presenting, good work, habits, or closing. He said, I want it on prospecting because these guys don't know how to prospect. And obviously, you do. And I didn't really know how to teach it at that moment. But I learned, I teach it. And I did dates on it and everything else. You can get them at Audible. Any anyway, the other point is, he says, okay, now, what I got to tell you, I said, uh, I'm going to give you something nobody else could give you. But he says, I'm the number one guy, Mark. in the number one insurance company in the world. Metropolitan. My name's Big Tony. You do forget. Here's a directory for all my other general agents and managers. But I want you to do, Mark starting tomorrow, you're going to call. You're going to tell them, Big Pony sent you. I'm the biggest. There's no question. They take you a call They phone only told you. you have any problems? You and I are now friends. you friends? Are you loyal? I said, oh, you know more loyal than me, baby. I said, man, you tell me what you need. I, you got it. If I could score for you, I will. He says, you're going to make my agents. You promised me to increase my sales 10%. I make a million. That means you just raise me $100 million for a $100. That's all you got to do. I'll be happy. You've got the directory go get it well I was doing four talks a day wow I did I was getting up at six doing I was talking sometimes at six ten two in the afternoon eight at night and in between times I'd run, run around and up now you're not all enough to remember but they, before cell phones we had dimes I chip told me to buy two dollars worth of dimes every day and have them in my pocket because you go to the phone and you go <laughs> there's mark and I'm in the neighborhood can I come visit you right now and and Sometimes I just cold call because I thought, I got I can't go on social security. I don't have any, so I don't I don't know exactly what to do. So I got nothing else to do and I'm having a ball Because they were starting to hire fast. And you know, they gave me the tapes on everything. So I listened to them and driving around in a little old beat up Volkswagen that I had with permanently air conditioned. And in two months' time I'd made enough money. I went to a guy who uh, I am be going too far, it will be real quick, but um, I met this guy who owned a car leasing company in five it is in Long Island. So I say, I, look, I'm bankrupt. I'm telling you the truth. But right now, you can see I got all these bookings. Here's the list, of all the bookings I got. I got money coming in for at least the next six months because I, I almost sold my calendar full. And this is what I'm charging. And he said, uh, go pick out the car you want. And I picked out a, a cranberry-colored white interior Chrysler Cardoba with Corinthian leather. Oh, I
0: remember him. yeah.
1: I went from bankrupt because I love Lea Coca. Who I later met and got to go to the dinner at his house even. get to suddenly having his car. I told Lee that story and I said, "Man, that is one of the best stories. I should have sold more of those cars." I said, "I I was faithful. I bought two of them all the time. I worked. I did 100,000 miles a year back then. I was pounding. Wow. I just racing for. There's nothing else to do, man. I was, I was. Other than having an end. What happened, then, which got me is that people said, "I love that story." The other story in the book. I went, "Ta-da." So the first book I did was Stand Up, Speak Out, and Win. And now remember, these are little audiences, six people, 12 people, never over 50 for the first three years. I sold the book, and I said, this is not a New York Times bestseller. This isn't even a national bestseller. But it's my bestseller, and it costs $10, and I want to sign it to you, your wife, your kid, and Dan, if you're in the front row, if you got a dog, I'll put the dog's name in it if you want. <laughs> yeah, This guy's a wackadoo. And I was. But I sold 20,000 copies at $10 each. I took in $200,000. I tripled my income. I was back living, I don't know, up a Garden City with a real nice estate. And I'm smoking. And I've never stopped. So I know you asked a simple question, but I did a ton of little questions in there. Because life, to make your life work, you've got to ask questions you got to ask questions to grow, ask questions to get your destiny, questions to write a book, questions to invent stuff, questions to source and conserve people because everybody needs somebody and everybody needs something. And there's some, everybody has, you're going to keep asking yourself, what's my unique talent? If you don't know, ask 10 of your friends. If you're one of my closest friends, I say, Dan, I need you to write out, what do you think my unique, my UT, what's my unique talent? And you will be amazed at what they share with you, and then you'll know who you are and what you can do and how far you can go. Because remember, God's unlimited. God in you is unlimited. The only one limited is you and I. But God gave us free will to wake up, take off the limit, take off the withhold, take off the blinders to say, okay, God, what is it in Mark Victor Anson that I'm supposed to do? Well, I'm supposed to inspire people to hope, help, love, joy, and, and unlimited success and prosperity. Well, I'm on target for my right livelihood. And if, if I can source and serve any of your listeners, obviously I want to start with Ask. They can get all my other books. They're online. You can go to bookstores, get them. buy find a huge store or something. I'll do a cute story about that. This week I had to go to a dentist. And it cost like $8,000 to get a tooth. I broke it to. I didn't know teeth, teeth could break into your gum. It cost $8,000 to get it out of your gum. But every bone can break. A broken bones, leg, and stuff like that. But amazing. I get to the dentist and he bought all my books because he's a new dentist. I moved here to Arizona years ago, but this guy's new. And he said, I got to start buying your stuff. He buys chicken soup with a dental soul. He says, you know, there's something wrong with this. It's signed to another dentist by your partner, Dr. Cantor. And I bought it as a new book. I said, that's not my fault. That's Amazon selling used books so they're new. I said, I got, I, I said, look, I'm glad you got it. It's a great book. We did a good job. It'll help you. And we really bought it from dentists to give to their patients to build more patience because a book is the best calling card you can ever give. And when we're done, I'll tell you about that. Privately if you're interested.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That'd be great. Yeah. That'd be great.
1: Yeah, I can tell everybody if you want, that's up to you, but it's just, I'm really here to talk about asking saying, look, most people hit seven roadblocks to ask.
0: Yes. The, these roadblocks out. were so good in this book. And I'm like, yes, yes, yes. There's maybe three that I've just all seven familiar with, but there was about three that just really spoke to me.
1: I'll go backwards. I'll ask you the question. Which ones hit you? Unworthiness, naivete, doubt, excuses, pattern paralysis, uh, disconnection. Which one hits you? The most? So un-
0: un- <laughs> unworthiness is the, the number one by far.
1: Okay. So what caused that, do you think? And if you don't know, tonight your question is when you go to sleep is, God, why do I feel unworthy?
0: So, so it was a number of different things. You know, I was the smallest guy in my class by far. I was also the youngest guy in my class. So from a sports standpoint, I was always behind everybody else. And I knew that I was going to have to outwork everybody. So I couldn't just show up. I had to show up and be all the way prepared and work harder than anybody and work longer than anybody. And kind of that Babe Ruth story about uh, you can't beat a man who won't quit. Well, I wasn't going to quit. You
1: out for? What were your best
0: sports? Uh, my best sports? You know, I, uh, I grew up in an environment where people didn't play basketball. So since everybody played soccer, I moved to basketball. So I could, if I stayed in my community, I could do really good. As soon as other communities came around where I was, I wasn't that good, but I could, I could play basketball with, with my guys in my neighborhood.
1: (laughs) I I got to tell you that my little, we got a nine-year-old grandson. And and I
0: intentionally did that because nobody was playing. So if I practiced that a lot and they weren't, I could, I could play.
1: Our grandson is really. Superior at basketball at nine years old and, and uh, he's little yet, so like you, and he's precocious, so he's advanced in his grade, so he's dealing with bigger kids. But it's fascinating. Last week his teacher, his school's back in, in Arizona, we're open. So the school happened and he teacher said you got to do a book report. So he went and got a, a book. His mom took him to the library because Grampy says everybody's gotta have a library card. Everybody, and only one percent of us do. So understand I'm clear in my family as a Christian father and grandfather. So He goes and he gets a book on on George Washington, the first president, and a book on, who's the best basketball player now? I keep wanting to go, go, my mind goes- LeBron James. Yeah, right, you do. So he gets a book on LeBron, reads both of them, and comes back to says, mom, I wrote the book report and said, well, what'd you write on? I said, LeBron James is great, but he look at, he's just a basketball player. Great as he is, a president is the most important guy around, and this guy created America. He wouldn't be king. and I thought, holy cow, nine years old. You can discern that. At nine, no offense intended to me, but I don't think I can discern that. And he read both books totally in the weekend because he wow. really wants to be a basketball champion. And he'll be a smart
0: one. Yeah, so that, that one hammered me. And, you know, other things like trying out for a soccer team or whatever. And we did something called Indian Runs, so 12 guys in a row. And then you try to run to the front fast and all that stuff. Well, uh, um, what's that?
1: Did you ever run them? No, try? I couldn't.
0: These guys were thoroughbreds. And I was. <laughs> so it really made me angry that I couldn't outwill them on, on that particular thing. So it was maybe a month ago or so. And I was out with these guys working out and they're like, hey, let's do some Indian runs. And I'm like, huh, it's been like over 30 years since it. All right. Well, it was my turn to run to the front, and I let out this primal scream, and I sprinted faster than they'd seen any you know guy in this group sprint. And I was like, champion right here. I'm, And we do Indian runs now. We've done them particular times, and it's like every time I just get emotional and fired up, and like nobody's going to wear me out or beat me.
1: The, the story of Joseph's Many Color Code is exactly that story. What you meant for my harm, God meant for my home, good. His brothers didn't like that he had the vision that he was gonna rule the empire, ends up being an Egyptian empire rather than a Jewish empire. But the boys did everything wrong. I can go through the depth of the story, I'm sure you know it. And and the point is he was second in command underneath the Pharaoh. And it it took a long time and he had to be in jail for 13 years and he got besmirched by the Pharaohs, uh, by the second in command, Potiphar's wife, all that stuff. But it doesn't matter, it's taking you 30 years but you are the fastest, the toughest, the best. Because you ask yourself, how do I do this again and again? And, and that's how you overcome a sense of unworthiness. You just keep hitting the blocks until you pull it off.
0: And I think it's you're important. an aff- aff- affirmation guy also, right?
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I, uh, I define affirmation as a word you say to yourself. Others say to you that you believe, because done under according to your belief, believe, think about it ask upon, and an ask upon, and then become. So, right, if you affirm, and the Bible teaches this, in, in Joel it says, let the weak, I think it's Joel 3.18, but I might have the number wrong, but let the weak say I'm strong. Well, then you gotta let the poor say I'm rich, because if you keep saying I'm poor, you're gonna be a slave to welfare, and welfare is a, has its place, but it shouldn't be a resting place, right? For a Christian, you're supposed to work. You're supposed to. Remember I said, you got to create, which is, is, is God. If you've God created, then you and I are in the image and likeness of God. We're here to create. We're here to contribute, right? Christ is at, at the supper and the boys say, hey, boss, what, what what is it we do to become great? Greatest amongst you is servant of all, not the servant of yourself, right? That's ego, right? Servant of all. Right, so if you want greatness, serve all. And even Martin Luther King said, any of us, a janitor, can become great if he or she serves greatly. Works for me. My when I, I got to study India, I got to go to India. My president of the university liked me, and I was a student leader at SIU. And said I want you to go to an LDC, a less developed country. And I said, good. I'll go to India, and they sent me there, and they had a wonderful time. But I, I am there and, and uh, studied all about. Mahatma Gandhi, the great spirit of him, and then Mother Teresa. Mother Teresa's fifty-seven. She's walking down the street and has never done anything in her life, and all of a sudden sees an untouchable. Now, the caste system is Brahmin is the top untouchable means they got probably got leprosy and it's contagious. She sees Christ in this guy's eyes. She scoops him up, takes him home and heals him. Goes to the head of the archdiocese and says, "I'm going to start the Sisters of Charity." He says, "Well." How much have you got? She said, three cents. You said, get out of here. Nobody starts the sisters anything with three cents, and I'm not getting anything. She said, you don't get it. He said, what don't I get? He said, three cents and God. I can do anything. Now, that's critical because there's some people out there that are hanging on so bad because 50 million of us don't have a job, even though there's 10 million jobs. But the 10 million jobs aren't equal, maybe, to what they were doing. So they got to go create a whole new enterprise themselves and wake up the entrepreneur which in my book One Minute Millionaire I say an entrepreneur finds a problem and there's 8 billion problems everyone's got problems, finds a problem fixes it, scales it and makes a vast profit right and I own a couple companies so I know what I'm talking about I mean I know how to do it and have done it and everybody can do it that's the point I mean assuming you're healthy minded and assuming you have built a team to build your dream which is whatever jock does he or she like Michael Jordan, because you and I love that basketball.
0: Yep. Yep.
1: But Michael Jordan was good always, but he didn't really become great until Scotty Deppin showed up. Once Scotty showed up, suddenly you got a coach that he said, I'll only work for that coach because every one of us me and I got to be on a program with Phil Jackson once. He is big. He has, yes. he like Shaq has a twenty-two foot shoe. Shaq stepped in once in the game, so I'm real clear about how much Shaq weighs in that. <laughs> but I'm, I'm impressed with all of them, but you know, it's only a real leader that looks for other superstar players and then will get a leader to lead him.
0: Yes, if, yes. If
1: you're afraid of a leader, then you're not going to be a good leader, right? You're just a dictator and you're going to be a punk. It, that's my opinion. I've never said that before and I hope uh, it makes sense what I said. Does it make sense? What I said? Yeah, it makes
0: sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it absolutely makes sense. Yeah.
1: I think the guy with nine rings as, as a coach, he's probably the best coach in basketball ever. I don't, is there anyone with more? I don't know. I, I've never I, that
0: Yeah, up. he might have the most. Yeah, he might have the most. I think he does. And I know Michael Jordan said he wanted to retire as opposed to play for any other coach in the world. So
1: Yeah, and, and I'm not picking on Phil, but he had some health challenges. He did. Or something, so. Yeah, his here. back
0: got real bad on him. Yeah, yeah. That's what it was I got it wrong. Yeah. So on the, on the worthiness thing, the other thing I did was affirmation. So I came up with, I am worthy. seems like if I feel I am unworthy, let's battle that. Let's fight that. Let's transform the mind and let's attack it. So every morning I'd get up and I'd write down, I am worthy. And I'd say it out loud and I'd say it with emotion. And then I'm like, okay, cool. I feel like I am worthy. What else do I got? And I'm like, you know, I'm worthy of success too. So even though I don't have any money right now, I can have some, and I'm going to go figure out a way to get it. But the first thing I need to believe is that I'm successful. After I worked on that for a while, then I started thinking to myself, what about this God thing? And I said, we've got this relationship, like things are cool, things are moving along, but I'm you know, a little distant from them. And with that, I'm not worthy of God's love. And I'm like, well, let me switch that. So I switched and I said, I am worthy of God's love. And I started just embracing that and i was like cool let's you know let's have a relationship let's start let's start doing this and i'm sorry and i know you're waiting for me and i know i've been worthy this whole time but i didn't feel that way for a while and he's like come on back
1: so everybody out there listening let me unwrap what dan just did because it is perfect what he did first of all whatever your withhold is if it's unworthiness you got to re transplant that with worthiness couple ways do that. he started every morning doing it and did you do it in front of the mirror
0: no i didn't do it in front of the mirror some days yes but not every day
1: yeah it behooves you to do the mirror because then you're talking to you and, and preferentially probably don't let your kids see it don't let your wife see it because you know they're going to go i saw dad was waxed but now i am sure of it i don't know who he's listening to it must be that mark victor hansen guy because he's waxed <laughs> But i'm wax successful and all you got to do is look at it online and see how great our kids are so they're wax powerful so and it works so stuff works and then the third thing you do is you get a three by five card and you write, i am worthy And you look at it we teach in, in our ask book the bridge review Do destiny four times a day because that's what works most importantly in the morning when you wake up first thing because your mind i can do this psychiatry and psychology of it but it's in what's called a hypnagogic trend. so First thing in the morning, at lunchtime, at dinner time, and most importantly, number one important is before you go to sleep. Because here's the deal, subconscious never sleeps. It goes from conscious to subconscious, and every one of us subconscious, you get in a car and you've been driving for 30, 20 years, 30 years, however old you are. When you get in the car, you don't even really think about it too much. Now, if you're really spiritual, you say, you're into, I happen to like Archangel Michael, I say, Archangel Michael, make sure Crystal and I are safe in the car, the kids in are safe, the grandkids, but you don't need to do intercessory prayer, but you drive automatically, is that correct?
0: Yes, oh yeah, yeah.
1: And, and if you want all your people to drive safely, you tell them, right, say, put white light on the car every time I get in, but the point is, it's automatic, that's a subconscious thing, you wake up, and you know it's time to brush your teeth and have good breath and take a shower all that stuff's pretty much automatic at your age so the point is is if you do the i'm worthy i'm worthy enough you wash out the. because remember nine out of ten inputs all of us get based on all the research are negative therefore you've got to over this affirmation and it's best if you do it on a three by five card you look at it read it or look in your mirror while you're shaving or you're doing your makeup or you're in the shower alone and you saying it out loud is really profoundly powerful because you have the the Bible is clear. It says you have the power to curse or to bless with your tongue. And and I want you all to bless yourself. I mean, I signed my letters, and I probably signed when we did this thing, and I sent you all that stuff. You know, bountiful blessings. Because why would? Because here's the deal. If you don't accept it, guess who it comes back to? The guy who sent it. Because the law of cause and effect. I want, I want to be blessed, but I want my kids blessed, my family blessed, my city blessed, my county blessed, my country blessed, you know, blessed, as the Bible says, going out and coming in, and I want the world blessed. I want the world to be happy campers, free enterprise capitalists working together in a powerful way, because capitalism is positive work among strangers, right, where everybody wins. Nobody loses if you're doing it right. Now, there are a lot of people right now in government that are letting people lose, but that's not real capitalism.
0: Disconnection was the other one that really struck me. I feel like a lot of guys get stuck in disconnect.
1: And how did you get disconnected? If you, by the way, if I'm asking.
0: Yeah, far, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, so how I fell into it was just you get into a routine and things aren't quite working exactly the way you want. So you, you know, groove into a lane, and you're like, you know, you just dig in and forget about the rest because it's frustrating, it's painful, it's whatever, but. It's easier for me to stay right here.
1: That's right. But you, you want to reconnect. And, you wanna, and back to this thing about what we said about crystalized praying every morning, and you pray, God, stay, help me be connected. God, this day I'm going to meet with this person, this person, this person. In my case now, because we're doing most stuff on telephone and Zoom calls like this, we visualize that every one of them are going to go well. Like this, in my mind, has done exactly well for the two of us. But, you know, I've done two more earlier than this that have went well. Because we only zoom on a couple i used to do every day but i, I have we've got so much to write we've got more contracts than we've ever had because people really want to have new stories told and i got lots lot i want to share you more than ever i've spent my life inputting and i'm now doing keep inputting but output but the deal is you pray to stay connected to plug in right because you're plugging into god which is universal infinite omnipresent omniscient right? God always is, was, and will be, but you and I can get in the flow of that, and then you stay connected, and then you stay stress-free, and you're set free, spiritually set free, and, and, you know, that, that is the high goal, and that's why I said you go from self-awareness, which comes out telling yourself you're worthy, to self-expression, you went out and got clients for your insurance company, Mm or whatever else is doing, then you go to self-mastery, where you say, Wow, I'm getting really good at this. I talk to somebody, say this, this, and this, and they give you their auto insurance, right? And their kids and their grandkids or whatever. And then you go to self-realization where you understand what God means, who you are in God and who God is in you. That's the high revelation. Yes. In my opinion. Yes. I mean, we're no. Christians, so I can only tell you, and if, if I get a better answer tomorrow, I'll give you a better answer tomorrow. But that's where I am right now in my personal Christian journey, which has been lifelong. And, I, and if I wasn't a motivational speaker, I would have been a, a, a mega, I'd be running a mega church. No
0: question. No Yeah, no question about it. No question about it. So having the self-awareness and then the courage to get out of that disconnected,
1: right.
0: you know, passive life.
1: And let's talk about that because here's what, all of us got teenagers or grandkids or teenagers listening. And if you do, chicken soup is a Teenage so it's a wonderful thing. Have them read that to you. But here's the problem with disconnection. You've got to ask at meals, no cell phones. I'm sure you've seen this.
0: Correct. It's correct. Crazy. Yeah. We've got an absolute no electronics at yeah, the table.
1: Your mom, what the heck do I care about you? I got this going. And, and the reason kids they think they're connected because they're on TikTok or whatever. And I'm, not, I'm not picking on the social media. I'm saying in, in our family, and I'm only talking for the Hanson extension and, and all my brothers. And, and when we get together, we have big family meetings. For my part of the family, and my wife's part of the family. She's one of nine, so we have 258 get together when we have a family <laughs> She knows all of them. I go, wow, oh, this is great. Anyhow, I know most of them, 90% of them, but the, no cell phones. They'll get back to you. And if somebody dies, I'm sorry that happens. But, you know, you get back to them when we're done with this, hour dinner or lunch or picnic or whatever we're having. Or we do game night on, on Sunday night after church and everything and, and, you know, do a prayer. We do games. We think it's better to shut off the television. And really, if you ask, like I talked about Everett, he could articulately say what Grampy stands for. And I think it's important that that's that as far as I'm concerned, that's connected. And that's what Christ said is you're, I'm your father and you're supposed to be a good father. At least that's how I read it. Now, if i read it in error, uh, I'll take all the heat. But I think that's what Apostle Paul's 50% of the New Testament was saying.
0: Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Greg Haig.
1: Oh boy, Greg and I are close. How do you know Greg?
0: So I don't know Greg, but I was reading about that and I caught this one little line in the book that said his ambition was to write the greatest book for fathers of all time.
1: It's a good book. You gotta read it. He signed his to me. And his dad was called Chubby. And and Greg Haig tried to emulate his dad. That's why you gotta be careful who you pick as role models and mentors. And that's in the story. So I'm not I'm not talking behind my there's a guy who owns yes. 72 hours sold, which is a billion dollar guy in a billion dollar company. But two two issues is that he tried he became Chubby. And he writes something for our local paper every week called Chubby says. He loved his dad. His dad was brilliant, he's brilliant. And he hired me starting 40 years ago. So we had friends a long time and have meals together, mostly breakfasts. But you know what happened is that he had everything. He had two jets, he had boats, he had travel around the world. He had a gazillion motorcycles, bunches of homes, and wasn't happy. And that's the story we have in our Ask book, one of 26 stories. And and uh, he goes out to breakfast with his best friend and said, I'm just not happy. So the guy did the question right He said, well, what is your, definition of happiness See, if you don't have a definition if you don't have a metric if you don't have a meter if you don't have a, a, a barometer of course you can't be happy
0: i can i can read what what he what he when greg asked him back
1: oh, answer go ahead read.
0: yeah so bruce, bruce redding says greg happiness is a deep sense of satisfaction that comes from a pursuit of worthwhile goals of your own choosing What's happening is that you have confused pleasure and purpose. You're trying to get happiness through the pleasure of buying stuff and taking trips. And that doesn't work. Happiness is waking up every day with purpose. It can be about building a business, seeing the world, learning everything about the world. It can be about making a nonprofit amazingly successful, but you've got to have purpose or you won't be happy. What is... Wrong with you is that you have lost your purpose. Purpose is the cake, and pleasure is the icing on the cake.
1: Thank you for even knowing where that was. That's, it, it, I happen to know it because I wrote it. I, I mean, he dictated yes. it, and I transcribed it, and wrote it, and said it a lot. So, but the point is, Greg, who's a dear close friend, lives in the neighborhood here. wakes up every day and says, you know, basically, what am, what is my purpose today to be you know, in love with my spouse, my, his kids are all great, you know, and, and he does, he is phenomenally, charitable. I'll just tell you that last year my wife and I, I don't know if I've got permission to do this, but uh, we were,
0: i give you permission, of, it's okay,
1: okay, good, chairman of, of Child Health, which has helped uh, 11 million kids get out of abuse, neglect, and sex trafficking, they're headquartered here but we're worldwide and we have 800 for a child so kids can get out of it if their parents are beating them or the school or anything so it's really a really good organization run by two little 84 year old women that are started in the uso and helped kids and just wonderful so i tell greg you know we're doing that he said well good you're coming to my house we're gonna i'll bring all my friends we will raise a million dollars one night for the, for the charity is that good for you and i said done I, just I mean, that's how purposeful the guy is. I didn't ask him. He asked me if he could raise a million dollars. I said, yeah, because we are we got to raise a billion to build the school here, so we can take kids from all over the world and train everybody to do the, child help does the best stuff ever. that we take the kid, we train the kid and get him or her foster parents, whatever it takes, we do it and and we got everybody in the government of Arizona, the governor and everybody is part of it. So. we we really try to end abuse, neglect and in this state. You better not do sex trafficking. Our police are really solid against. And boy, am I just, you know, you mess with any of those kids and you know about it. You're not in good stead here. I'll tell you that in Arizona.
0: Wow. That is a great purpose to be behind.
1: Yeah. So we, and we love it. And these women love us and, you know, I, I tied them one of our books early 30 years ago to Child Health And then when we moved here, we bumped into them at breakfast. And Krista said, There's Sarah uh, O'Mara and Yvonne Fetterson. Now, they were movie stars. You may not be old enough to remember, but uh, Yvonne Fetterson's husband, did, Don Fetterson, did all the big shows like The Millionaire and, and uh, My Three Sons and Opie and uh, again, yeah, a Griffin show and all that. So they did pretty well, but they've been charitable the whole time and just amazing. If you ever come here, you want to go to church, they run a little chapel and they heal people. They're just amazing women. They're in the back of the book that you may have read. Oh, wow. So they're just terrific, terrific women.
0: So have we, uh, is there anything in the book that you want to hit on that really struck your heart that you want to share with the guys, the Christian dads in the in the group and listening to the podcast?
1: Well, I'd ask you to read through the whole New Testament out loud and if you can get up fifteen minutes early and and read just a paragraph or a page or something and and uh, to your wife and you know if you're just trying to have more love i'd I'd say lock in on Corinthians first right First Corinthians and second Corinthians and just go a paragraph and then talk to each other about what it means and then do a quick prayer together and then go off to work or take the kids to school or make breakfast or whatever it is you got to do i'd I'd say That'll just do, I mean, Crystal and I attempt to do an hour every day. Now, sometimes with a podcast like this morning, we're on a gigantic podcast way before dawn. But, you know, generally that's the first thing we do when we wake
0: up. So First but that is such a great one to, to read. And I love the suggestion to read with your wife, a good friend of mine. He's got a handyman business that's doing quite well. And the name of his business is First Corps.
1: Ah, there you go. And most people wouldn't even know what that means
0: exactly and he's like it's got that name so that people say hey what's that about <laughs> but i get to preach the gospel <laughs> yeah right <How laughs> you mentioned you, you mentioned earlier that? about praying with your wife and praying out loud and mm-hmm. when my when the uh, the guy that leads our church when he has marital counseling you know the couple comes in he goes they talked for 15 minutes or 45 minutes and about how much they are having problems and everything and he says okay did you get it all out we did all right can i ask you one question <laughs> When was the last time you guys prayed together? Way cool. He said, after 40 something years, I haven't had one couple answer that question with a, well, it was yesterday.
1: Yeah. So it's like that little old man who said, pray out loud together every day. Yeah. that's morning and night. And then we also bless all of our kids and grandkids in the world just because, and all the projects we're in because we're, as you can see, we're in a lot of projects because you're here. I, we got to do this and then we got to. I got to. I'm going to sound a little bit. We got to close on because I got another thing. I got to be on in a few seconds here. But uh, you can't retire on yourself and you can't retire from something to nothing. So, what, when I wrote a book with Art Link the guy who had kids say the darn things, a lot of stuff, we said, don't retire from something to nothing. Retire, put on new tires and go in a new, better direction. And, and there's so many. And the one that I'm keenest on for everybody listening that's senior to uh, me even is, you know how to read, go teach somebody who doesn't know how to read, to read. It's like so critical, because I say you got to read to be free. and we got 4 billion people that can't read, and we got a lot of kids who are graduating. In California, 75% of the one of my professor, sister-in-laws, 75% of the kids in, in California can't read when they graduate high school. Do you understand? Just wow. judge I know judge and be not judge, but it's just not okay. No. Not, Not you, you were useless to yourself. It's, I'll do one thing just indicting.
0: Well, we always like to have people close out with a challenge. I don't know if you got a challenge for the guys. The
1: is I want everyone to read our <laughs> ask book, get two of them, read it with somebody else, and, and transform your life. And then write us at askthebookclub.com. And I apologize, that he was knocking on the door saying, time to go. You gotta get
0: on the go. Gotcha, gotcha.
1: All right. This has been great fun for me. I hope for you and all the listeners. Thank you for having me
0: on, there. You bet. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Journey of a Christian Dad podcast. Thank you guys for being a light. Shine that light out and let others see it with you guys. Part of this community. It helps me be accountable to you guys. Helps me be accountable to myself